Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Keeping a Cento. We are here after the big, we're here after the big Italia win. Good job boys, fucking Barella and Chiesa. Make sure that's how you say it because I don't want to. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't care. Okay, Bar what's his name? Antonio Nicola Barello. <laughs> Federico Chiesa. And. <laughs> it's Chiesa. 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 Federico Chiesa, MVP, that guy can fucking get it. Not like that. I just mean I like mean, he, he can like... He can get it. Huh? What? Anyways, um, <laughs> so we had a really good time on Sunday after Italy won, obviously, because we're Italian. Um, well, even if you're not Italian, you can still have a good yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just fine, funny, like, not even just Portuguese people. There's like, a people, lot of Portuguese people. People were like, oh, Italian fucking sucks, you're yeah. not going to make it. And then yeah. there was, like, half these people who were booing Italian in Italian jerseys, like, with the Italian flag. Like, okay, that's, I, I have no problem with it. I don't care, but, like, why are you hating for that? Listen, I'm so glad that they won because nothing brings people together like an Italian fucking party you know what i mean we went to st Clair, like me like i watched it at home like in the backyard but then we went down to st Clair, which is for those of you who don't live around here like a huge deal like little Italy. it's like little italy for, for but for there was Trump. like three main hubs in toronto that people were going to and it was a fucking party like, i actually watched it in st Clair, so i saw it like it was raining so there was a lot of people at bars but no on the streets and i saw it gradually like lead up to everyone being there people were fucking jumping on car there was like live djs anyways fun times it was literally like a rave i i don't even think i've seen that many people at like veld like it was actually crazy no it was pre-packed covid didn't exist like i seriously I, it just felt like it, it was normal like it people were walking in restaurants without masks i had a mask on going to the bathroom and no one had masks in like some of the bars and i was like are we not doing masks anymore so i took mine off I left my, I have my vaccine for, shot now. So I, I, I left my on for most of the time just because still like it's still that like culture shock. So I don't know. But anyways, fun times. We don't want to take too much time up with soccer. Today is our monthly mind, body and soul series episode. We haven't really explicitly talked about like what exactly that means, but we did say that we we're going to do like a mental health slash spirituality like episode once a month. But we're calling this series mind, body and soul because we want to check in once a month with each other with like listeners and with if, guests if we can with a special guest that has to do with mind body and soul just as like a personal development personal growth and mental health check-in because we feel like that's important and we feel like all of us are going through the same journey right now we're all trying to adults and we're all on that same wavelength you know what i mean like we're all just trying to get there and sometimes we need to speak to experts in the field to get the to get their help and their insights so today on the podcast we are going to be talking to my anxiety coach is the Instagram handle, and her name is Natasha. Um, she's a really sweet girl who has a lot of insight onto all things anxiety, all things healing. She's a mental health advocate, um, and she's dealt with her fair share of anxiety herself, and she's going through her own healing process, so she can really relate on a lot of levels. Um, not only is she a coach, but she's actually someone who's going through it. So I don't want to talk too much about it. Without further ado... We are hopping on with Natasha. Can you just introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners? Like, what do you what do you do on your Instagram? What kind of content you create and why? Amazing. So my name is Natasha, and I'm the face behind my anxiety coach, um, an Instagram page that I started to just kind of share my healing journey, um, share what I've learned about anxiety, share what I've learned about uh, spirituality a little bit as well. Um, it started off, like I said, as just a page to um, share that experience and support others. And it slowly became um, my first business adventure. Now I am virtually coaching people one-on-one -on -one for their anxiety. And I also um, am working on workshops for small groups to also um, engage in support and healing anxiety. Um, yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of where I'm at, simply put. So we like, we just randomly, I guess, came across your page and we really liked all of the stuff you had to say and all the content you had. And I think that like a lot of what our podcast talks about and like what we like to talk about is how we're all 
kind of adulting together. And there's just so many ups and downs that we all go through, but it's even like the smallest things like having a bad day or going through like an emotionally exhausting day that aren't really talked about like from person to person, from young adult to young adult all the time, you know? So mm-hmm. we really, we really like that your page touches upon that stuff. And you mentioned that the year of 27, I saw one of your posts was like a year for growth and healing. Um, can you explain that a bit? Cause I feel like, I don't know, I can't speak for Fran, but I feel like I'm going through that right now. Like it's a year for just like a lot of things going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and you perfect, I don't know, again, I don't know how, how old both of you are. Um, and it's not 25 next I'm, month. Yeah, I'm 22. Yeah. Okay, amazing. I don't think it has to necessarily do, and I know that this isn't what you were kind of going for, but I don't think the age has to do with it. I think it's more so, so I guess for me, the reason why 27 was such a big year is because I've always felt like deep down there was this light inside of me that was covered in a lot of darkness. Um, And the darkness, what I've now realized after going through that year of transformation was a lot of me acting, behaving, thinking in ways that weren't my own. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was kind of like this darkness that was being pushed to the the front of my life for me to heal. Um, And it was almost so aggressive for me that I had no choice but to heal it or I don't know exactly where I'd be right now. I've spoken about this kind of on my page and a little bit in um, other talks that I've done, but for me, COVID coincidentally happened during the year of 27 for me. Um, And I know that for a lot of people, it's been really difficult and including myself, but I think COVID kind of gave me that opportunity to explore. So I had lost my job at one point um, and wasn't working. So I spent some time really just trying to dig into who I was and what would make me happy Mm -hmm. and spending a lot of time alone. And I think, you know, on the flip side of me saying COVID was really amazing. I think the lonely period, and maybe you guys have felt it as well is what, what is, what kind of brought forward that growth and that healing because I had no choice but to actually learn about who I was, um, which to me is the biggest part of healing, especially when you've spent all the years prior to, for me, again, 27, mm-hmm. really just looking at other people and mimicking them. Yeah. And I think that's where my anxiety, a lot of it has come from because as a child, there were certain things that I loved to do and I was a really, a really interesting, and I like to say weird, because I love we- being weird, mm-hmm. but I was a weird child. And, you know, you get ostracized for certain things. We, we get, we look for external validation. And when we don't get that, especially as children, we learn to become people that were, that were not. And so for me, 27 was the year where I was like, wow, I have been I have been someone that I don't want to be. And Mm -hmm. how am I going to now move forward from that? And it was fucking dark. It was a hard period, but God, am I ever grateful for it. And I mean, if you're going through it now, like I'm sending you all the love and all the support because I know how hard it is. Mm -hmm. That's, that really resonates a lot with my current situation. I don't know about what you- I, I was always, I always said like, even on the pod before that, I thought COVID was almost a blessing in disguise. Of course, it's horrible, um, but in yeah, no, for yeah. sure. But also, <laughs> you know like, I, mean? I can resonate with what you said because I also went through like a transformation. Um, I went through a breakup right in COVID, right? And so, when you and again, like you said, so much time alone, where it almost forced me to look at myself and not, you know, what went wrong in the relationship, but almost what I. I don't want to say change about myself, but also, yeah, change about what I don't like about myself because there's also things that like I do like and that I don't like, right, with everybody. You said something really beautiful about that as well. I think, and I think we go through these periods of darkness or what are considered darkness and, you know, loneliness because it's our time mm-hmm. to grow and heal from that. I mean, you, you both seem like you believe in spirituality and, yeah. you know, and the universe and alignment. And so 
I'm a, I'm a strong believer that the universe doesn't give us anything that we can't handle. So if this yeah. was your year to go through that, that breakup and like learn more about yourself and give yourself room to grow from, you know, what isn't no longer serving you, then it is beautiful. I, yeah. I think it's absolutely beautiful and it's hard. And I like, I wanted to share this on the podcast anyways, but since you're here, it's even better. I recently kind of felt like the way that you were feeling like just over, I don't want to speak for you, but like overwhelming, like emotion. Like I just, as recent as last week, I had a huge anxiety attack and like, I don't share this really on the podcast. Cause like, I don't know, it's, it's a little bit, it's not as taboo as it used to be, but it's scary, I guess, to talk about to people, right. The people listening to this are like, okay, like it's not that big of a deal, but to me it is like, I was just feeling overwhelmed with where I'm at in my life now. And like you, I kind of felt like I describe it as living inside like a shell of myself, like a shell that like these external forces have created me or like this picture I pictured myself to be for so many years. And now I'm finally like ready to come out, but I'm still like currently in the midst of it. So I guess what I want to ask you is how did you, if you, if you feel comfortable sharing tangibly kind of like take those steps and stepping outside your comfort zone and how did you overcome this year of kind of healing from this anxiety and growing? Cause I guess me and a lot of some people sent in questions like how, like I'm in this space where it's like, Hey, what do I do? I'm like stuck inside this box. I don't know how to get out. You know? Yeah. I think the first thing that, that, you know, was the tangible step, at least for me in let's, let's actually use a specific example. So at that period of time I had lost my job. I got called back to my job and I was working it and I had spent so much time alone thinking about the things that I love that going back into a job where I didn't feel aligned with anymore. It was like, I had no choice for my own mental health, but to leave, that's a very specific again, um, scenario. But I think the first thing that people need when they're ready to make a change, when they're ready to get outside of their comfort zone or whatever the case may be, is becoming very clear on what you want. Mm. And the way that I have, I, I, I think for myself and some of the people that I collaborate with is writing. And writing can be really hard because a lot of people um, will be like, well, what do I write down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do I write down? Like, what are some questions? How? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing to understand is that uh, it kind of touches on what I said earlier is we be, we are conditioned when we were really young. We're told what we should like, what we shouldn't like, our values from our family, friends, societies, school systems are all mm-hmm. placed on us. And so even before taking the first step of getting outside of your comfort zone, take some time to figure out what you want. You can start off with journal prompts like, what are my needs? What do I want for the next chapter of my life? What's holding me back? What do I need to let go of? Because once you, once you can clarify what your thoughts are versus everyone else's, it, it's that first, I think it's that first push to actually take any movement towards where it is that you want to go, you know, because I think a lot of the times we think that there's this thing or we're chasing a goal that isn't necessarily even our own because yeah. we've come to believe it through other people and so when you're in that stage of realizing like I'm in my shell I want to break out what's holding me back well is it because I want to move to another country but I'm thinking about you know my family that's sitting here worrying about me and how how am I going to be on my own like you know understanding what it is that you want mm-hmm. um that's kind of like the first step I would say and then the second step to that is like creating a plan creating the plan looks very different to, to everyone creating the plan for some of us myself is like I go balls deep <laughs> like for lack of better words like I go straight into it because if I don't I will allow my anxiety to tell me not to mm-hmm. but for other people the idea of jumping into something so aggressively might be scary so maybe you know you need to take a look at what you can do step by step and again create these baby like these these little like small actions mm-hmm. to get you there um 
celebrate the small wins. Here. Yeah, no, oh, that, oh, I mean, and yeah. celebrating the small wins is huge because if not, then you will stop, you will prevent yourself from moving. But I don't know if that kind of like, no, that, that makes sense. What you were wondering, no, and, and what you said makes a lot of sense. I was going to say, I had this assignment um, during COVID, I think it was my last semester of school. And at first when I did it, I was like, this is so dumb. And it was basically just, it was called the wheel of life. And it was about, um, you know, different aspects of your life. And then at the end, we have to create like a five-year plan. And at first I was like, this is so tedious and like annoying. And I don't want to like make a five-year plan for myself. I don't know what I want. But as I was doing it after thoughts were running in my mind, I, I can feel my anxiety creeping up on me that like I had so much things that I wanted to do, but I didn't know where in my life I wanted to do it or how I could implement it. And then after, like you said, I actually sorry, sat down and created this five-year plan and I put it in front of me. I was like, this makes me feel so much better that I can actually visualize it instead of it just being in my head as a thought, like I actually putting it down for me to see. And now it's like hanging in my room and I have it like, and I look at it and it reminds me of what I want to be doing, you know, in five years. So I, like, I definitely agree with what you said. I also want to wanted to say, I don't know if you can touch on this, but I, I don't know if other people will relate to this, but patience gives me anxiety. Like when I know that I want to do certain things or when I'm going through like a transformative period, like let's say my career and I'm like, I want to change this about my career or I want to totally just like go off the rails and do a different, go on a different path. Ha knowing that I need to be patient makes me anxious and I don't know how to I don't know if you feel that way I don't know if you feel that way but I don't know how to overcome that so I guess it's like patience and fear go hand in hand so how do you think that we can kind of nurture ourselves to overcome that like crippling sense of fear and the, the anxiety that comes with patience if that makes sense for me personally I think I've let go of the the issue around patience when it comes to certain goals because I recognize that if I'm in full alignment the universe will mm -hmm. will put me where I need to to be mm -hmm. um getting over like when you when you say the fear piece of it like mm -hmm. what what like specifically do you mean I mean I guess like taking risks right like when you're in okay. an uncomfortable like it's going to be uncomfortable taking those risks. And a lot of people's anxiety, I feel like comes from the unknown, like they're unhappy with where they're at, whether it's career, relationship, whatever it is. And it's uncomfortable to take that next step, you know, like you're scared. Yeah. And I, I, <laughs> I no, 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 that's okay. I think it kind of looks different for everyone. For me, the aftermath of doing something that that can be really scary feeling good about it is what has helped me mm, ultimately yeah. like it's hard to say like how do you overcome the fear besides saying like you know doing if you it. feel truly aligned with it then do it I think the other thing and like and it touches back on what I said is like figure out are you scared because you're worried about what other people are going to think or mm -hmm. Is this a fear or this is a fear because you know it's something that you don't actually want and getting really clear on that to decide like I'm going to make this big big step in my life or I'm not. Mm -hmm. No that makes a lot of sense. Okay so I saw on your page about um, people pleasing and seeking validation from others and this is I've never thought about it as a way that manifests like into anxiety because I am the type of person who I need to ask like 30 people about something that I do before I do it. It can be the smallest thing, like sending a text message. I'll literally send it to all my friends and be like, should I do this? Should I not do it? Whatever. Right. And I never really thought of it, of it being my anxiety coming through. But now that, you know, I read a little bit about your post, what you were mentioning about it, it makes so much sense because it's almost like I don't trust myself and my intuition. So I have to seek validation or other people's opinions for me to validate that's right in my head same thing about people pleasing I always want to be I guess like the nice one I don't want to come off as like rude or mean and I always want to want people to like me but sometimes it goes too extreme or like I get taken advantage of or people use me right and I never thought of that about like of being something related to anxiety so can you just touch upon like about about that a little bit I thought it was really interesting yeah, yeah so I mean it, it, and 
earlier I mentioned how like as young children we're conditioned to rely on validation, approval, acceptance from others so that we know that we're good enough. Like think about when you're in school, you go to school as young as you can remember, you do a piece of home, or you complete a piece of homework, you do a test and you're given a sticker mm. and you get an A plus and you go home and that's, that's your validation. That is so, so true. Man, I do that well. now with like my university work. I'm like, mom, I got like that's a 90. <laughs> yeah, because you've become, you've, you've taught yourself that that's, that's like, it makes you feel good. And yeah. of course, like there's nothing wrong. I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with external validation. I think it, what differs from us needing or like, yeah, like wanting external validation versus us needing it to cope with our anxiety is that through the course of our experiences and the people we interacted with, some of us have become attached to the idea of acceptance mm -hmm. through other people. Mm -hmm. um, so where basically where you're sitting out on the spectrum, you might be constantly searching for recognition for a decision that you make, like you said, about a text message, about your homework. And if you're not getting that approval that you hoped for, you might get anxious, right? Yeah. And and so in terms of people pleasing, it's kind of become a coping mechanism to avoid that hurt or that shame or the anxiousness um, that comes when we're worried about not getting that external validation. Mm -hmm. um, and so to, to simply put it, in, 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 I, I created a post about this recently. So there's um, the automatic, the, the, the ANS, which is our nervous system, will basically it's how we physiologically respond to our emotions. So there's a, you, you probably heard of like fight or flight, you know, if yeah, you're becoming yeah. anxious, the recent one that isn't necessarily included in medical documentation, but they're kind of exploring is fawn and fawn is people pleasing. Mm. So some of us who, you know, experience anxiety and one of the things that we like to do is to, we will, we will use that external validation to calm our nervous system. And so even though you don't realize it, like, I don't know, maybe when you send, tell me if this resonates with you, but like, sure. if you send out a text message and it's about something that you want to do, are you sitting on edge waiting for someone to tell you like, this is the go ahead, like we approve of what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's just our way of coping. And so people pleasing, is also wanting to avoid that uncomfortable position of someone not agreeing with us or someone, you know, not yeah. necessarily liking what we do. Yeah. yeah. And, and that like, that, that makes a lot of sense. And it, and like, I don't know, I think that the people pleasing part of ourselves, or if not everyone's a people pleaser, but I mean, for us can trickle into even bigger aspects of your life. Like I mentioned to you last week, I literally had an I don't know what was going on, but it was some sort of like emotional thing. And I made a decision about like my, just what I'm doing. And I literally called maybe call my mom, my dad, two friends, my boyfriend. I was telling them about it. I was like, this is what I'm, this, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what I'm thinking. And after the fact, I realized I'm like, I literally just called five different people who gave me five different opinions because I wanted their validation, but I still like I'm, I still don't know within myself. So what does that really do in the end? You know what I mean? So I think that just goes to show that it starts with those little things, but that makes a lot of sense what you said. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I think, you know, this is all kind of coming to the, to the surface for you and you having this like, you know, emotional experience, because to me, it just sounds like you're ready to take ownership of your life. You're ready. Yeah. And, you know, in all honesty, you could have gotten 10 people with, you could have asked 10 people and nine people could have given you the same opinion of like, go, go for it. And that one person would mm -hmm. have said, don't, and you will be fixated on that because yeah. it, it, we, we, we teach ourselves that everyone needs to agree with what we're doing, but imagine a world where we were all the same. Like yeah. That's, yeah. What I, that's what I try to tell myself. I try to tell myself like, if I'm doing something and I need everyone around me to approve of it. We would all be, we would all be the same. And like, what kind of a world would that be? And so I try, I try to tell myself that when I'm looking for external validation and when it comes to people pleasing, I tend to, if I, like you can feel in your body, 
if you're asked to do something or you're expected to respond a certain way and you know, you know, deep down, it's not what you want. Mm -hmm. Starting to ask yourself, like, you know, is this what I want or is this what someone else wants? Mm -hmm. Is this going to make me happy or is this going to make someone else happy? And once you kind of, again, figure out what it is that you want from life, again, you won't always get that. But once you figure out what it is that you feel called to, you can start to make little changes in your life, you know, start scheduling time where you know that it's going to benefit you or it's going to be what you want to do. Mm -hmm. I agree. That makes sense. Like I've been saying, try to do like my goal is to try and do something every day that that makes my soul happy. I know that sounds cheesy. But <laughs> I I think certain things make me happy. Like I think that um, I don't know, like connecting with someone to send a resume and that's gonna make me happy because that's gonna get me where I need to be. But no, I spending time with my nano and nana is really what makes me happy. Like that makes my soul happy. I feel so good at the end of the day, you know what I mean? So I think even those little things, even if it doesn't have to do with that bigger picture goal, I feel like those little soul happy things really like can make someone's day and really help with your anxiety too and it's not I don't think anything about what you said is corny I think it's absolutely beautiful and I and I think again I'm a big believer in the universe Mm -hmm. the universe is always conspiring in our favor it it's always wanting to give us exactly what it is that we've asked for so as long as you're nourishing yourself and nourishing your soul the universe is going to be far more open to giving you mm. abundance but if you are doing things that don't feel it like they're in alignment for you and and they feel forced there's a strong chance that it's not going to actually lead you to whatever goal it is because it's, it's not it's not it's you're like again, pushing against each other yourself. yes yeah exactly it's not like opposing forces yeah mm-hmm. a thousand percent yeah so I, I don't think it's corny at all I think it's beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> um, and going back to what you said about like conditioning when you were younger, this also makes sense because like with me and my anxiety, it it started with health anxiety. I had huge health anxiety. Right now it's not as bad because I've learned to kind of go through it. But like a mini story, I don't think I've, I don't know if I said this in the podcast before, but I used to have um, a really hard time with my throat. So I thought that it was always the worst case scenario you can ever think of like that a sickness could be. So I went to so many doctors and nurses to go check out my throat, like put the tube down my throat, everything you can think of. And um, it, it, it just felt like it was tightening. I felt like I couldn't breathe. It felt like, you know, I couldn't eat until one doctor said like a, a something that no other doctor said. And he's like, well, do you have anxiety? And I was like, no, I don't, I don't have anxiety. He's like, well, there's nothing physically wrong with your throat. Like your throat's totally fine. And you do know that tightening of a throat is a, is a symptom of anxiety. I'm like, well, I don't feel anxious. I just feel like my throat's tightening. And he was like, well, that's, that's anxiety. Right. So that's why I first kind of found out that I guess I, like, I was an anxious person. I had anxiety. And whenever I used to say not to like shame my family and friends, of course not. But whenever I used to say that to somebody like, for example, if I got like a sunburn and I thought it was something like more serious than that, I would be like, oh my God, like, what is this? Remember how I used to think everything was something serious? And they'd be like, I don't know. They just kind of wished and washed away. Like, oh my God, you're fine. Breathe. Or when I started to have my anxiety attacks, they'd be like, you're fine. Just breathe. Like you're overreacting. Mm-hmm. So that's when I would kind of internalize it. And that's when I found that my throat and everything else that was happening to me would become worse because I'm not really crying it out I'm not expressing it to other people I'm literally holding it inside and it's manifesting physically in my body and it was like so scary because I didn't know what to really do about it so um and basically do you have any advice for somebody like that like when it comes to feeling crippled by your anxiety anxiety and like you know you can't really talk to your family friends about it yeah what what do you what's your advice like overall advice with that that was so that was so powerful and I just like felt myself nodding my head the whole time because you said you said something that even connects to your question there is when our family and our friends don't get what we're going through especially because our mental health journeys are so different you Mm -hmm. know you went to how many different doctors and none of them could have told you that it was anxiety at that point and then when you finally 
accepted it and you had to share with people they told you to like just breathe or move on from it yeah we carry so much like almost like a shame and a guilt around it and 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 that prevents us from actually speaking out about our experiences um and so for someone who you know is experiencing crippling crippling anxiety or you know doesn't feel that they have a close support system around you said it perfectly it's you need to learn how to express yourself. And even if you can't do it in the face of other people, learning how to do that with yourself, mm-hmm. learning that, you know, if you need to sit in your room and you need to cry, or, you know, some of us, including myself, find it really helpful to move our bodies. Body movement mm-hmm. is huge for healing, anxiety, depression, um, PTSD, because we hold the trauma mm-hmm. in our bodies. So finding time and space to be with yourself is huge if you don't feel you you have a support system around you there are tons of amazing um, books and Mm. resources online as well if you can't get support Um, luckily for us social media is so huge so I wouldn't necessarily say that every person who shares um, advice about mental health on social media is necessarily right or correct but I would say that find people that aren't necessarily connected to you to be inspired by yeah um I I was not the first person who decided to share my anxiety story online but I had been following other people for so long who were doing that and that inspired me and that motivated me and made me feel less alone Mm -hmm. um and two people who are struggling with anxiety and again don't feel like they have any support systems out there like I just it's always my first um my first instinct is to, to say like you're not alone mm-hmm. but this life is worth living and you are worthy yeah that makes me like want to cry because like <laughs> I feel like so many like since COVID has been going on and I've been starting to slowly reconnect with people as things open up like older friends newer friends whatever I always try and like inch in this topic to kind of check up on them but not blatantly like in case they don't feel comfortable telling me and it we always somehow get to the point where they or a friend of mine has felt a sense of anxiety and something that a lot of people have brought up is that is the physical anxiety symptoms and I think that that like is so overlooked like for me too I get weird bodily things going on sometimes and I like Fran like health anxiety creeps in and I'm like okay it's done for me like I need to go to the doctor the hospital the ER And I need to sit back and recognize that like, they're just bodily sensations. There's sometimes nothing to them. You know what I mean? So I just want, I guess, if you can talk on the physical anxiety symptoms that people don't necessarily recognize are anxiety symptoms. Someone in our DMs literally put, when we, when we put the question up, they're like sharp chest pains. (laughs) No, or, oh my God, brain zaps, which I feel like I feel, but like I couldn't. Someone said brain zaps. Yeah. Um, um someone said what's tingling of like the hands and fingers like yeah. I yeah I get that all the time I think it's a heart attack because my literally whole arm like goes numb I know we're not doctors but I feel no like yeah you, you might know more about this than us yeah I mean I'm not a licensed um medical professional in terms right. of that however I would I would say it, it's it's one difficult because all of our experiences are so different yeah mm-hmm. you know like if you were to look up a diagnosis for certain illnesses like there are pretty standard like experiences that each person feels physically mm-hmm. with anxiety and with depression and with um with certain uh, mood disorders the experience looks so different for everyone like disassociation is huge when you completely like black out that's something that I've I've experienced and still do not as often as I used to but in moments like that um the sharp pains the stomach pain Mm -hmm. gut health is like yeah it's spoken about more in terms of the physical sensations I would say like I've found it most helpful to honestly speak out loud to myself to tell myself I am safe I am safe I am safe because by doing that it's like the, the body takes actually much longer to process emotion than the mind does. Mm. So like, think about this. You ever have a day where like, you're really angry or you cry or you feel like 
you know, you express yourself emotionally, but then you need like an extra two hours to sleep off whatever it mm. is that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Your body, your body takes a much longer time to process emotions than your mind does. Yeah. But in those moments, being able to use what's going on and that ability to be consciously aware and telling yourself like, I am safe. Mm. I am safe. I am safe. That has been a huge, huge, um, like an affirmation to myself yeah. that has helped me through the physical sensations, but moving your body is also a massive one. I agree. If, if you can, if you can shaking, a lot of people shake mm. because that's like, there's depending on where your body is and what you're feeling and not where your body is, but depending where the tension in your body is being able to release energy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more along the lines of like somatic therapy, um, which I'm really inspired by, but I think, again, making that mind-body connection to really tap into the understanding that you're okay in the moment. Right. No, no that makes sense. I think the main thing is just, like like you said, positive affirmations and just reminding yourself, again, like you said, if you don't have family and friends to talk to, just making sure that you're okay and talking to yourself through it. Because I feel mm-hmm. like as soon as you cover, like, cover up and just try to bottle it all in, the worse, the worse it gets. Oh, 100% because you're fighting anxiety with yeah. anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, I want to touch back on one more thing. So we don't want to keep you too long, but no you mentioned something that on your, um, on your Instagram that like it made sense, but I felt like I need more explanation because I want to be able to do this. And you, you said that you need to honor yourself and where you're at currently what like I I know what that means but what exactly does that tangibly mean because I was thinking about that today I knew that you were going to come on and I I keep using myself because I'm the only example I know but I (laughs) I was doing I was sending an email and I'm like and literally an hour after I sent the email I'm like okay like they're going to reply but when are they going to reply and then I'm thinking okay but even if they don't reply I'm still I should still be okay with where I'm at right now if I don't get this opportunity from this person replying right this second I don't know if I can really paint. I don't know if that paints a picture, but do you know what I mean? So it's like, how can we currently honor where we're at and just kind of be compassionate towards ourselves? I know it's hard, right? Yeah. I mean, honoring yourself is basically just loving yourself unconditionally, wherever it is, wherever you're at today. And I think the hardest, I think the, the, the two points, at least for me, when I find myself steering off from honoring myself is when I'm doing really well, because when I'm doing really well, I'm like focused on the next big thing. And then it's really hard for me to honor myself when I'm at my low point, because Mm -hmm. I, I look back at like, Oh, look, look at that amazing time that I was having. Like, how do I get there? And so honoring me is honoring yourself where you're at is just really self-acceptance and trusting that everything we have within us is all we need yeah um and that acknowledging like some days are better than the other and and it's about not pushing away that experience so let's say you you use the example of you sending the email and you know you're waiting for a response and then you you realize you should be okay with the response but you're still waiting on it Mm -hmm. i'm trying to base, base it off of what you said even just in that moment saying okay, well, I'm really fixating on when this person is going to respond to me, but ultimately I know I'm not in control of that. Mm -hmm. Honoring yourself means like acknowledging you because when someone else decides to respond or anything related to the external world, that's outside of of what we're able to do, right? And so I think it's about practicing compassion for yourself because that's going to be what's important for those days when you are thinking over overthinking or experiencing intrusive thoughts so it kind of goes back to too like using that those affirmations that you think you need for yourself whether it's I'm safe or I'm worthy or I'm loved um and again like holding the space energetically and physically another thing that I like to do when I'm really really overwhelmed and I'm feeling like everything around me is going to crash as I hold myself. Um, that's a big thing 
um, in terms of just like physically helping yourself, like giving yourself mm-hmm. comfort by holding your arms, giving yourself a hug. Sometimes you want to never seem to do that, but it's, it's interesting. And the other thing too, is these suggestions have to be practiced because yeah. I think yeah. for a lot of people, they feel really foreign. Right. Exactly. So yeah. If you expect and this is with all healing, not just anxiety, but if you, or not even just anxiety and mental health, it's with growth in general. Like if you're expecting yourself to try something once and all of a sudden your life's going to mm-hmm. change, like it's not, it's yeah. time and it takes practice. You don't get on a bike and start pedaling and you're all good to go. You fall mm-hmm. a couple of times. You have to put your foot down. Why can we not trust that process when it comes to our healing, when yeah. it comes to the things that we want to do to make those big jumps in our lives and I think Um, like one of my I guess thoughts or answers to that question is because of social media like social media literally makes you feel like you need to have everything together right now and if you don't you're a loser like you know if you don't have a house or if you don't have a job a full-time job or you're not you know getting opportunities at every second the snap of your fingers then you're not as worthy or you're not as good as the people on social media who do but we've talked about this so many times you don't know what people are going through behind closed doors. And a lot of the times people only put their best self on social media. So I honestly really appreciate people like you or, you know, even just what we're doing right now, because a lot of people wouldn't, would fear talking about the, the lows, right? Because it's like, it's not deemed, I don't know, like, not, I'm not, I don't want to say acceptable, but it's just not like the norm of what people would usually post. Right. So when they do hear like things like this, I feel like people can resonate because social media is just it's a filtered, it's like a filtered platform, especially just Instagram. It's, it's honestly exhausting. (laughs) So kudos for you for taking that time off because like, I definitely need to start taking time off social media, like a thousand percent. Set yourself little goals. Like tell yourself, even if you, you find it that difficult, like once a week, delete the app. Like you don't have to delete your account, but delete the app so that you don't go on it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree with, I couldn't agree more with everything that you said about social media. Like you said, we're never, I mean, not never, there are a lot of amazing accounts who are now sharing their, mm-hmm. their lows. And I think that that's really helpful, but even that alone is exhausting because I feel like sometimes for myself, like because my platform is based on healing and it's a very authentic version of me and where I'm at. Like sometimes I'm like really upset and crying and I'm thinking to myself, Oh, I should go on social media and share this. But like, how, how much am I honoring myself? If my Mm. first instinct is to go and let everyone know that it's okay. And wow, that's an amazing thing to want to do. How do we focus on ourselves? Like Mm -hmm. the, the struggle isn't just for you guys, it's for all of us. And I think it's, it's a, a ground for comparison yeah and comparison is <laughs> we know how evil comparison is so finding that that time for you to break and really just you know connect with yourself especially if you feel like you're going through a period of time in your life that feels really transformative take the steps necessary take the steps that are best for you because spending that alone time is going to be much more important than like aimlessly scrolling on your phone yeah. and feeding into your anxiety. Right. I agree. I, agree as I well. think, I think everything that we've talked about too, like how you mentioned being patient and we mentioned kind of overcoming fear and taking those next steps has to do with this whole idea of honoring yourself and where you're at. And even with the social media, like just honoring yourself in that moment. Cause that's, I'm kind of coming to a realization, even for myself, like when I'm in those moments where I'm like, Hey, I want things to happen fast. My anxiety creeps up. If I actually do love myself, which some days it's obviously hard, then I should not, I should, but it might be easier for me to get through those days where I, where I am at a low. And that's what I really want to like advocate for to the people listening to this. Cause all the people that listen to this are like young adults like people around our age in their like mid to late twenties. And like, I really feel like we're all, we're all on the same like wavelength, different paths, but same kind of wavelength when it comes to anxiety and like growing. So I just want to say that. Yeah. Well, and, and just to like give one more thing to that, if, if you are a believer in spirituality or even religion, like the, the whole truth behind that is we're all a, a one. piece of source. Yeah. So, so I think it's no coincidence that our our like generation and our age group 
is kind of going through this all together because it's a universal experience and that's mm-hmm. why it needs to be spoken about. So you you two should feel very proud of yourselves for using your platform to spread that awareness, no matter how many people are listening. It's about getting this conversation out. Um, and mm-hmm. so thank you. Thank you for doing that. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you for coming on <laughs> and sharing, honestly. We, we do want to we're trying to grow in the sense of being a little bit more comfortable with sharing even other parts of our life. We're not exactly ready yet, but we want to get there because we know a lot of people struggle with those things and that weighs heavy on you in, on your, in your day to day. Right. I guess I just want to ask if you have any last like advice, anything that any, any advice that's like an end all be all that you would want to share with somebody listening to this, who's kind of struggling, I guess, with their own growth and anxiety. Or just wants to learn more like about it. For me, the 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 best part of healing and the the part and I'm still healing but the best part of going through that really low period of my life and it wasn't just one year it was multiple years was really taking the time for me to figure out again who I want and wanted to be and putting it into action because we only have one life like mm. this isn't a dress rehearsal so it's your responsibility to live it out to its fullest and honor yourself today isn't easy and you've gone through hard things in your life and gotten through them before like you can do it again and you're not alone in it I like, love that I like that not a dress rehearsal yeah yeah uh, that's really good um yeah and that one that one stuck with me for a long time I like that I like that a lot um one more thing before we let you go yeah I kind of just curious and for myself like you have such a great platform and it looks like it's growing like exponentially you're like you share such great content and I'm just wondering like what do you plan for like this platform I know you're doing virtual coaching but do you have I don't know if you want to share do you have any like plans yeah. for the future honestly because my anxiety is like because my anxiety is so triggered by the future and trying to like understand what I'm going to do next with this process I just vowed to like accept where I'm at I never imagined do like I never imagined putting out this Instagram page and actually coaching people surprisingly even though the name is like my anxiety coach And from there, I was able to do um, a program with a bunch of incredible human beings. So I think my whole plan when it comes to my page is to just continue to be my authentic self, to continue Mm -hmm. to share my healing journey and just trust that the universe is like preparing me for the next best thing. Even when I'm hitting my head, because this is what it feels like right now, I'm like hitting my head against the ceiling, asking myself like, Okay, what's the next step? Like, mm-hmm. where do I want to go with this? I have like trusting the process. Let go and yeah, let go and let universe like so mm-hmm. let go and let universe. Only, yeah, I'm like some people say let go and let God. That's that's another one. But like for me, let go and let universe and honestly just continue to put myself out there and share exactly where I'm at. And I know that if I do that the world's my oyster and the world's your oyster as long as you stay true to who you are and again honor this process if you're if you're going through it I hear you and I'm with you in it I agree well thank you so much no problem take care have a good night bye bye what did you think about I think it was really nice to be able to talk to somebody about not just anxiety but like how like how Sam said honoring yourself and just being content with the place that you're in right now and trusting the universe and timing and all that because i know we've talked about it and touched upon it a bit before but i feel like she just went so into detail about you know not only ways to heal it but just being happy with yourself and loving yourself the whole thing with like physical anxiety sometimes manifesting and how we bottle up inside because it's not it's a lot more talked about now than it was before but i also just feel like it's a stigma stigmatization if it's not an actual physical illness you know what i mean it's not as important quote-unquote important and people just kind of brush it off like it's all in your head you can literally make it go away but it's not the case you know what i mean so i don't know i I felt way better after talking to her like i like i said during our um conversation with her that i haven't really touched a lot on 
on the podcast, but I've been going through my own like transformational period where I've been getting super emotional, but like emotional in the sense of just like, I don't cry that much, but lately I've just been, I could cry like that. Just, I don't know why I'm just always on the brinks and it always gives me anxiety. And just what she said about honoring yourself and where you're at during your low days and recognizing that not every day is going to be a good day. Not every day is going to be perfect, but you still need to live in this day because life isn't a dress rehearsal. It's just life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That, that really like helps me and I'm going to try and and that's, that, that makes me emotional. Like I'm going to try and work on that. Like really try and honor where I'm at at the end of the day, recognize like those small wins. I know it's really hard and I know a lot of us are on the same boat, but I just really think that we need to not to put, not put so much pressure on ourselves. Like a lot of us put pressure on ourselves too, because of our age, I think. Mm-hmm. Like and just a reminder to like be kind to yourself and also be kind to others. Cause you don't know what other people are going through and you'd be surprised to, like she said, how many people have the same emotions as, as you do you just no one brings it up so and i know you know we talked about like not looking for external validation and not that she was external validation for me but it did make me feel good talking to someone you know around That's the same than age external validation that was just someone you can talk to that was like, like just, a reliable what i'm trying to say is that like how she said she went through this like really transformative couple couple of years like it makes me feel better like i've been going through this like transformative period for a couple months and i'm just like hey when's it over but it makes me feel better knowing that other people are going through it too. So we just want to encourage you guys to be open and honest about these conversations. And we promise that as the series progresses every month, we are going to be more specific and more open and honest. I know right now we are keeping it broad. We are. Well, it's because it's like our third episode doing this. Like we're yeah, we're keeping it, it takes pre- time. Like we're also learning. Yeah, like we're keeping it pretty broad right now. But we definitely want to open up a lot more about specifics. So hopefully we can we can get there together. Um, do we have a big announcement? Or are we not announcing it yet? No, don't announce it okay, yet. Okay, we have a big announcement that we're not going to announce yet. But we swear this time it's actually a big announcement. But we're going about it the right way. We're executing it. We're actually investing money and time into this announcement. So we're going to do it when the time is right. Anyways, guys, hope you enjoyed. If as always, like leave leave us any huh? sorry. Hope you enjoyed. <laughs> as always, leave any feedback, opinions, thoughts, reviews, like, comment, subscribe, follow, share. I don't know. What's really going to help us out though right now? What's really going to help us out right now is please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And talk to you next week. Yeah.